Hello and welcome to another episode of Barely Contained, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the world of online showbiz journalism. My name is Matt Withers and I'm once again joined at a safe social distance of 57,936 metres by Chris Beckett to pour over some of the latest celebrity stories from across the information superhighway, including Princess Diana's posthumous Mexic Fury, Peter Andre's chilled birthday celebrations and Scarlett Moffat's Noel Edmonds spectral sightings. Let's go. Good evening there, Chris Beckett. Good evening, Matt Withers. How are you? Yeah, I am chickety-boo, thank you very much. How do I find you? Uh, Yeah, pretty peachy, I'd say. Wow, that is definitely the most enthusiastic you've been in some time. I know. I, I think it's, you know, I, I'm feeling, you know, this obviously might well be proved to be a false dawn, but it, it feels like things are, you know, slowly heading in the right direction. OK, well, one thing that's not improving in any way <laughs> is the quality of the stories which we dissect on this podcast. It's the very worst of online celebrity journalism. and I'm going to bring you, Chris, a story on the Daily Star Online It's by Steve mm-hmm. Kelly. And it's headlined, Princess Diana would be furious with Harry and Meghan over Mexit close friend claims. Okay, who's this close friend? Well, hold your horses, because (laughs) that's going to come in a stand first. Sensational. Fashion designer Roberto Dvorak believes the late royal would have been incensed by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's decision to step down from their senior roles within the family. Well... Have you ever I, heard for of- one, I, <laughs> I, no, I have not heard of him. Literally never heard of him. I mean, I, for one, am glad that we've finally woken up to the importance of experts in this country. <laughs> Princess Diana would have been furious, Prince Harry, over his decision to quit royal duties, <laughs> a close friend's claim. I presume that means furious at Prince Harry, but... Uh, yeah, the people in this country have had enough of prepositions. Chris. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's not worry that the fact that this this story has been on the website for a number of days. <laughs> I mean, they should really have sorted it out by now. Fashion designer Roberto Dvorak believes the late royal would have been incensed by Megxit, which saw the Duke and Duchess of Sussex step down from their senior duties. It's yeah. a good. I don't think it would. Would have been top of her list of grievances. <laughs> no, I would imagine that the were she in heaven now compiling a list of things that have irked her. This, uh, <laughs> yes, um, I, I would imagine that that being just referred to as the late royal as her second mention possibly would have done it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think that would probably have ground the, uh, the the former royal gears. Prince Harry, thirty six, and wife Meghan, thirty nine were officially stripped of their patronages last week, having moved to a Californian mansion in the US in June last year. Californian mansion... Where's in, California? In, <laughs> which, which... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Which California are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah, is it, the one in, is it the one in Shropshire? <laughs> having moved to a Californian mansion in the US in June last year, Prince William is thought to have accused his brother of being highly disrespectful over his attitude towards his nan, the Queen, 94, <laughs> leaving him, quote, really sad and genuinely shocked, a source claimed. I'm sure they're always calling her nan. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah. down to earth. <laughs> yeah, she, you know, no airs and graces around uh, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Long may she reign. Roberto, who also claimed Harry was the Queen's favourite grandson, told Spanish magazine Hola for the crown, <laughs> what Harry has done is unforgivable. You cannot Could you uh, tell us about that magazine again. Hola. <laughs> um I, I'll I'll let you into a little secret, Chris, for you, the listeners. Mm. Um during this used past... to work in housekeeping. <laughs> during this past year of lockdown, I've been doing a Spanish course on Duolingo, and hola means hello. Wow, <laughs> not a money was misspent there. <laughs> uh, anyway, Roberto goes on. You cannot exile yourself and collect money from Netflix or Disney and also want to continue collecting from the state for your performances for The Crown. And that's a bit confusing there <laughs> because he's talking about his money from Netflix and his performances for The Crown, but he, <laughs> he's obviously referring to The Crown as in the actual royal family. Yes, as, a, as opposed to uh, what I imagine the Daily Telegraph would call the internet-based television streaming service and, and the show about the royal family they make. Yeah. Because he's not it's, in that. It's, you know, it's ambiguous. <laughs> Confusing. You cannot live in a mansion in Montecito, California and sign millionaire commercial contracts and also want to receive money from the public coffers or continue to represent the crown. Um, you know, not, I mean, I, you know, I, let's, let's obviously call our lawyers about this, but not to, uh, you cast any aspersions on the, the quality of Ola's reportage, but something about that quote, <laughs> it, it's almost as if he's saying exactly what someone would want him to say <laughs> yeah. from the specifics of the mansion in Montecito, California, which I'm it sure... You know, anyone you spoke to would immediately re reference. Yeah, it's like those, um, the, you know, yeah, those onlookers you hear who give the absolutely perfect description uh, of, of uh, something that they've seen. Or, or indeed, the, the, the family of a victim of something who says something like, uh, we feel that justice has kicked us in the chief. Yes. <laughs> Mexit was confirmed by Buckingham Palace last Friday following a 12-month trial separation. <laughs> yes, get Megxit done. That was the big. Uh, that was the big slogan, wasn't it? We all remember that one. Following the announcement, Harry and Meghan said they would provide quotes continued support to the organisations they have represented, regardless of official role. We can all live a life of service. Service is universal. Their statement added. However, Dvorak called the couple's words shameful. <laughs> The Duke of Cambridge, meanwhile, is understood to be, quote, very upset by what has happened in what he described was, it's a bit, <laughs> blah, 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 in, in what he described was, uh, quote, insulting and disrespectful to the monarch. Yeah, it doesn't really scan that. <laughs> the Sussexes, the Sussexes, the S-U-S-S-E-X-E-S, -E -E apostrophe S, explosive interview. Wow. Uh, the explosive interview, of which we have no knowledge of what they say at the time of <laughs> recording, with TV chat show Oprah Winfrey is set to reveal the pressures of royal life. It is due to air on US network CBS on March the 7th, the same day as the Queen's annual Commonwealth broadcast. Mm. 
And by the time this this uh, comes out, we might all have heard it. Yes, um, I, Chris, I'm on tenterhooks. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And Chris, I believe that you've been delving into the Mail Online for a story about Peter Andre's birthday. Yeah, yeah. And it's by Charlotte Dean. And the headline is, Peter Andre's wife, Emily, surprises him with a romantic evening in an igloo for his 48th birthday celebrations. Hmm. Peter Andre didn't let lockdown stop him having a memorable 48th birthday as his wife Emily surprised him with a sweet igloo meal in the garden. I can see the uh, the video, which annoyingly starts playing when you're on the page, irregardless <laughs> as to whether you wish it to do so or not. Have you ever been treated to a, a sweet igloo meal? I've never had a sweet igloo meal or indeed an igloo meal of any sort. And, you know, without spoiling this too much, Chris, looking at this video, I would question whether that is in any way an igloo. <laughs> I'm not sure the uh, the Eskimos would consider it uh, kosher. I think they would have 45 different ways of saying bullshit. <laughs> yeah, agreed. The singer was left shocked as he stepped out outside... <laughs> And his other half, 31, revealed the stunning igloo setup which had been arranged in their garden. Not an igloo. Peter shouted, wow, as he saw the outdoor dining experience for the first time, which was lit up with fairy lights and decorated with black and gold tablecloths. I think for people who can't picture this, do you remember there was a, I don't know if it was a trend, it was very short-lived um, a long while back now. I think it was called Zorbing. You know, when you, you wrap oh, yeah. yourself in front of one of these massive plastic balls and kind of roll down a hill or, or bounced around or, or, or whatever floats your boat, mm. it's basically half of one of those, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's not made it's, of ice. It's, a li- it's like an inflatable uh, crystal dome. Yes, it is. It is. It is very much like an inflatable crystal, uh, crystal dome. But um, what I want to sort of dr- dig into a little bit is... Peter Andre's excessive amount of surprise at something that's clearly been put together over, over a number of hours in his yeah, garden. In his garden. Given that he's probably been <laughs> locked down. Yeah. Yeah. He, he uh, I mean, you can see it. You can see it on this video. I mean, he, he doesn't actually say wow until his face is pretty much pressed up against it. Yeah. It's like, it's something that you can imagine like David Attenborough commentating on. <laughs> Uh, the table was positioned underneath a candlelit chandelier and Peter could be heard telling his wife, that's amazing. This is next level. Thank you so much. Oh, the accents, the accents are back. <laughs> Emily told Peter that there was a mocktails cart for them and also revealed a delicious looking buffet and elaborate birthday cake. Giving their YouTube viewers a closer look, Emily panned their food and said, Look at the food, giving fans a closer look at the black and gold tiered cake. What do you think panned means in that context? Because I would say panned means heavily criticised. Like people would say, oh, (laughs) the most recent episode of that barely contained was largely panned. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm assuming they mean panned as in camera panning, but it's not really uh, made clear. My, my ego, imagine him going, wow, I'm walking in and she's going, yeah, this food is shit. 
<laughs> what I prepared for you, yeah. absolute bollocks. I've just been to Greg's. I'll be honest, Pete. I spent all the money on this half a zorb. <laughs> Emily had organised a platter of Greek food for Pete's birthday meal, including pita bread and hummus, falafel, stuffed vine leaves, olives and cured meats. Mm, so you're calling it pita bread? <laughs> maybe i'm just so used to saying pizza andre that i've kind of got that in my head are you are you more of a pitta man i would i would very much say pitta every time pitta pita uh, you know uh, yeah I don't uh, think, absolutely let's call the know. whole thing off yeah pete said this is my type of food i love that i'm totally blown away i did not expect this it's not even my birthday until tomorrow <laughs> you can almost imagine him <laughs> after enjoying their romantic evening privately pete and emily later updated their fans and told them the experience had been unreal yeah it's really such a such a private birthday experience isn't it <laughs> shared, on shared on youtube <laughs> videoed with instagram updates the couple share children, Amelia, seven, and Theo, four. Peter already has children, Junior, 15, and Princess, 13, from his marriage to Katie Price. The following day, all of Pete's children gathered around in the kitchen as he opened his presents from the family. He told the camera, I couldn't ask for anything better. He really does live in the Truman Show, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> The birthday celebrations come after Princess risked the wrath of her father by posing for a glamorous photo in full makeup and fake lashes. Princess appeared in the snap alongside her mother, 42, and younger sister, Bunny, 6, on Sunday. Peter, who co-parents Princess and son Junior with Katie, is said to have disapproved of the former glamour model letting his daughter seem older than her years with heavy makeup in the past. In the snap, the trio of girls all wore pink, with Katie and Princess displaying heavy mascara, thick bronzer, and rosy lips and rosy lip gloss contoured to perfection. Advertising fake lashes, the ladies battered their eyelids for their makeover snap. Bunny's look was subtle in comparison, <laughs> seemingly adding a hint of gloss and a whisper of mascara to her own look. How old she's six, yeah. So she's decided to go for a more more subtle look. <laughs> Natural is best, she thinks. <laughs> Me and my gorgeous girls all in pink was the caption. According to New Magazine, Peter expressed irritation at Princess getting too glam in her formative years. A source told the publication in 2020 he was very unhappy with it. Katie and Peter met on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here in 2004 and were married the following year. This is where Mr. Appeared... Wikipedia joins the party. Yeah, they appeared uh, on reality TV show together, released singles as a duo and hosted a chat show in their years as a married couple, but ultimately split in 2009. Along with Princess Bunny and Junior, Katie is also mo mother to sons Harvey and Jet Seven. Do you remember one of is the? Your lot. Uh, do you remember one of the singles they released together? We played a little excerpt of it on this podcast in the past. Oh, I'm embarrassed to say I don't. I think it was called "A Whole New it? World." Oh, oh, okay. What was in the Aladdin one? I think it was. I think it was. Oh. 
or we can, you know, maybe dig back into the archives as, you know, all our, all our listeners can. Absolutely. They're all, they're all very much, very much there. Individual time capsules from a, a litter tray of showbiz journalism. Now, Matt, I uh, I understand we're going to be revisiting a theme from uh, our last episode with some more spooky goings on involving Scarlet Moffat. <laughs> Indeed, we are, Chris. This is back uh, on the Daily Star Online. It's by David O'Dornan, and it's headlined: Scarlet Moffat keeps meeting ghosts, and they look like Noel Edmonds. <laughs> Well, I'm I for one am intrigued. So last week, uh last fortnight, um, we were talking about a story about uh Scarlett Moffat and how uh if she met a ghost, she would be willing to have a relationship with her as long as it coughed up and took her out for dinner beforehand. But if her yeah, boyfriend treated her like a lady, treated like a lady, uh, but if her boyfriend Scott Dobinson was to cheat on her with a ghost, uh she would very much put the blame on him and not on the ghost. Um, because the ghost wouldn't necessarily know that Scott Dobinson was in a long-term relationship. So if anyone's coming to this afresh, you are now fully up to date on the <laughs> Scarlet Moffat ghost situation. Yes, and uh, it's, good to, <laughs> it's good to be aware of uh, the existence of Scott Dobinson there, yes. especially if you're, if you're one of our, our spectral listeners. <laughs> okay. Telly star Scarlett believes she has a third eye and once met a spook that looked like Noel, but she believes ghouls are there to keep you company. Much like Noel in the 80s. <laughs> Gogglebox star Scarlett Moffat has claimed she met a ghost that looked like Noel Edmonds. <laughs> she said she has seen a number of spooks since she was a kid, including one, the image of the Deal or No Deal host. I, I mean, he's image, absolute spit. <laughs> I think he doesn't. He like. Oh, I mean, this might have been ages ago. Doesn't he make like radio stations for cats now? Uh, no, I think he was. Yeah, I mean, the last the last thing I heard, he was doing the kind of um, it was some sort of machine that could cure cancer. He was suggesting. Oh, fair play. That I mean, that is a better. I use mean, of one you know, time. it couldn't obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean. He's giving it a bash, and that's more, more than yes. we're doing. You know, so fair play to Noel. Um, it goes on. Scarlet 30 revealed, you see, I'm not scared of ghosts because I think they're a bit like the emergency services. I feel they arrive when you need them the most. Yes, that's, uh, that's exactly how it works. Nine, nine, nine. What service do you require? <laughs> ghosts. Ghosts, please. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> You mean Ghostbusters? No ghosts. Just need a ghost. So if you're feeling a bit crap, I think they keep you company. One really looked like Noel Edmonds. Is she saying that as an endorsement or is that good? I don't know. I have to say he he did. I'm a celebrity himself, didn't he? A few years ago for a man of his, uh, his age. He is he is ripped. Yeah, yeah, you know, fair play to him. Yeah, he's 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 looking after himself. Noel working out down the gym with Mister Blobby. 
<laughs> or Mr. Blobby. I mean, if anyone has needed a gym membership, <laughs> it's that guy. Former I'm a Celebrity winner Scarlett boasted that she has a third eye, which means she can see ghosts. Okay. <laughs> and she reckons that being with them feels like getting an invisible hug. She said, mm. you just open your third eye and let everything in. Your third eye is where you sort of like, let all the spirits in and you let everybody come in. I think she has been uh, probably letting the spirits in. <laughs> I think she <laughs> very much being interviewed. has been letting the spirits in. Then there's a, a large picture of Noel Edmonds. Uh, I'm not is saying... it Noel Edmonds, though? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's an old picture, but he's at the Joint TV Choice and TV Quick Television Awards in that, in that picture. Uh, so it might be a few years old. Uh, she it's goes on... A... I think you need to be more open with people because if you're more open with your third eye, then you just see other things around. Yeah. They spelt that YA, like the young, like the young people. Yeah. Because I think I've seen lots of ghosts as a kid. The thing is, I was quite a lonely kid. I didn't have many friends. And I think the ghosts knew that. Yeah, and, and the bullies probably. <laughs> well, yeah, indeed. They've <laughs> heard her talking about a third eye. And that's why they hung about. There was a few of them. It's a feeling, like a safe feeling. I never feel scared. It's a comfort feeling, like an invisible hug. You know, thanks to this story, I've now got the Genesis song Invisible Touch in my head. Oh, yeah. I probably will do for the rest of this podcast. Uh, it's a good <laughs> one. Podcast. It's a good one. Is, is it? It's very jaunty. Yep. On her podcast, get off our territory, Scarlett. Yeah, come on. Come on. On her podcast, Scarlett Moffat wants to believe, she told her boyfriend, Scott Dobinson, why she thinks she can't see them too. If you'd like to hear a a, a rather laboured joke about her boyfriend's name, then I would recommend listening to the last episode of Barely Contained. (laughs) (laughs) Gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) She said, have you ever seen a ghost? No, of course you haven't. Do you know why? Do you now why? N-O-W. Do you now why? Uh, I don't know if that's a mistake or some kind of play on her uh, Northumbrian accent. Because, mm. because you're not opening your third eye. You need to open it to let things in. Because your third eye is closed, you're not seeing all the things around you. Like ghosts. Well, you know, it's a choice, I would say. And uh, are you interested in hearing the comments that have been posted on this story? Uh, up? Yes, go on then. Uh, King Edward I said, I'd call that a nightmare. Mark Lee says, stupid story. Yeah, he gets a lot of thumbs up for that comment. <laughs> he does, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Little Villain says, has a third eye, all right. Her back eye. But now, <laughs> I don't want to be too crude. Is that some sort of euphemism that I mean, I'm not aware of? I have never heard uh, the the phrase "back eye" before. Um, like you, Chris, I don't I I don't want to have to tick the the, the dirty box for for mm. Apple Podcasts on this. Uh, so you know, one can only indulge in conjecture. 
Shall I look it up? <laughs> yeah, go on. Look on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Hang on. One sec. This Hang is on, great. I'll, 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 I'll great fill, radio. I'll just fill fill time in. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, it's, uh, yeah. It's as I suspected. <laughs> yes. Not, not one to elaborate on. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I think that would be a good moment for us to wrap up chris yes i think we can uh, we can reverse reverse away from that <laughs> uh, in the unlikely event that the preceding uh, 15 to 20 minutes or so has given you a taste for the barely contained brand uh, mm. chris how can one um uh, interact with said brand Okay, well, if you want to engage with us, you could go to uh, Facebook and visit our page, Barely Contain the Podcast, for all sorts of, uh, you know, exclusive videos and other extras. Um, Or you can get us on Twitter by going to uh, at Barely underscore pod, um, where you'll be able to keep abreast of uh, all our latest uh, releases. Wonderful. And with that, I think we, uh, we will thank the listeners. We will thank the writers thank you, listeners. of all those articles, the subjects of all those articles. And uh, for one final time. Beautiful. Bye-bye. Bye.